How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Spartan Dogs for Live Life, the SD4L show. I am Brian Mosalem along with my co-host Justin Thin. And we have a very special guest tonight, Matt Ishbia. How you doing? Good to be here. How you guys doing? Good? Yeah, good to have you here, Matt. Awesome. Appreciate your time. We are absolutely honored to have one of the all-time great Spartan dogs here. And uh, especially on set. Uh, we really appreciate your time and stuff. And so uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, why did you decide to join us? You guys invited me. I'm excited to be here. Especially just, I like, I like this guy. You're one of my favorites. How about too. me? I mean, no, you're one of my favorites, but I'm happy to be here with you guys. Talk about Spartans. You guys are doing good things for the Spartan Nation, so proud to be here supporting you guys and supporting the show. Your Venmo will be processed, so thank you for that endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> so we obviously... Uh, you know, Spartan Nation is very familiar with uh, all that Matt has done for the university. So, thank you for joining us. Just re real briefly, um, you were a grad assistant for Coach Izzo, decided to get yelled at all day, and, and then leave and become a billionaire and buy the university. <laughs> T tell us why. No, just, I mean, honestly, Michigan State's meant so much to me. It's been like, uh, they, they've done so much for me, Coach Izzo specifically, but also the business school and the university in general. I wouldn't be as successful as I am without them. And so when you're successful and then anything that happens good in life, whether you can give back a dollar or millions of dollars, you do what's right. And I was proud to be able to give back and make an impact and hopefully help the next generation of Spartans. Uh, and of course, support our fans, the, 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 the kids, the coaches, everyone around. So I'm just proud to be part of it. And they made me who I am. And so I can give a little back to them and, uh, because I'm lucky enough to be able to do so now. So, Matt, so far with your donations to Michigan State, you've decided to honor your parents and coaches with the naming rights of everything you've donated. Want to take us behind the rationale for that? Well, you know, I, it's not about Matt Ishbia. It's about Michigan State, and Tom Izzo deserves all the recognition. Tom Izzo is the man. Um, nothing at Michigan State happens. My success isn't there without Tom Izzo. Um, 
Somerville success is in there without Tom Izzo. Anyone that graduated Michigan State, your degree is elevated because of Tom Izzo and Michigan State, what he's done for the university. And so I give him all the credit in the world. And so to put his name on a building, I go, who am I? I mean, he's the guy. Uh, to, and, you know, I, there's a small entrance that I put after my parents because I love my parents. My parents uh, mean the world to me, and uh, they deserve that. But, you know, Tom Izzo is Michigan State. And so Mattishby is not Michigan State. Any other people put their name on it, like it's Tom Izzo's school. Um, and I'm proud to support him. And, you know, obviously him, he's doing great things. Mel Tucker, a lot of people are doing great things. But mm -hmm. Tom Izzo's the guy yeah. that you think of when you think of Michigan State. Of course, sir. Of course, sir. I think that's, I mean, that's obviously very humble of yourself and uh, everything that you've done for the university from uh, donating largest donation in history at, at the largest NIL deal in history paying you know all the um, basketball football players um, you know but really a lot of it stems from what the university has meant to you what Tom has Tom Izzo has meant to you and tell us a little bit about like what coach Izzo has meant to you in your life well, he's meant so much. Like, Coach Izzo is, you know, taught me so much about not being a basketball player, but being a man. And growing up there and learning work ethic, learning attitude, looking, working, learning, like, how to be part of a team, right? Like, I'm a CEO of my company now, but I'm one of 8,000 people. I'm part of the team, right? I have my role to play. And when I learned at Michigan State, like, I went to high school at Seahome High School, and I was the star player. Scored 23 points a game. I'm the star. Then I go to Michigan State, and I'm the 14th guy out of 14, right? And... You have a role to play. The star player has a role. The 14th guy has a role. Izzo taught me that. And now at, Michigan, at CEO, at CEO at UWM, like I have a role to play there. I'm not more important than the person that cleans the bathrooms or the person that's underwriting the files. I have my role. I got to be the best CEO in the country. Just like back then, I tell people all the time, my job was to be the best third-string point guard in the country, behind Mateen Cleese, behind like like that's my job. And so he taught me about play your role and dominate it with a great attitude every day and. Um, you know, he's been a huge part of my success along with my parents to help me get to where I'm at in life and I, I, I can't thank him enough and that's why I'll continue to do stuff for him, Michigan State, because I'm lucky to have him. What has he, what has he taught you to apply to, to your everyday principle in your business and growing your business? Because, you know, we saw the numbers come out, right? Your, your, um, your net income was up 55% as opposed to your competitor down 94%. What is your secret sauce there? And what has Tom Izzo, what has he taught you to, to, to buy into that? Yeah, I mean, the secret sauce is take care of your people. Do right by people all the time. You always take care of people, do the right thing, and good things happen. Like, I, there's no ROI on doing the right thing. You do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. And Izzo taught me that. My father taught me that. You take care of people. You take care of people to take care of the business. And so that's what's happened at UWM, why we've been so successful. It's not a mad issue show. It's like I got great people around me. They do amazing things every day, and I'm proud to be part of the team. And Izzo, I mean, I, I wrote a book about, you know, all the things I learned from him and applied to business because business and sports are aligned. They sports are. travels. Like I learned from Izzo and applied it to the business. It's not that good of a book, but I took so many things from it. <laughs> it's an average book at best, but the best part is like- It's a bestseller, what are you talking it, about? But, but it's legit, because it's not, it's not made up. It's legitimately what I learned from Izzo from the details of being in the Weezier business to the work ethic and the hours that I put in. It's like, I joke with Izzo, like, I, you know, back then I was working 60, 70 hours a week uh, as a, as a, at UWM. He's like, well, what do you do for the rest of the day? You know, the rest of the week, like he's a, he taught me 80, 90, 100 hours a week, and that's what I've done for 19 years at UWM. I wouldn't be who I am without him. And like I said, I always gotta give credit to my mom and my dad, who both work hard and taught me the, the lesson of being a great person. But Izzo is a huge impact, and I could, I could tell stories all day about 
the impact and the little <laughs> things that he did that you recognize and you apply it to business. Can, can we can we say those stories publicly or no? <laughs> There's a couple I can share publicly. Yeah. Matt, yeah, Matt, why don't you tell us a funny Izzo story that you can tell publicly, even if it's your 27th best Izzo story because the other 26 got filtered out. So I got so many of them. I can tell you multiple. But I'll give you one story about work ethic that I that re- remains today and it resonates to me today. So I played four years with Izzo. Right. And then my fifth year, I was a student assistant coach. So I got to sit on the bench with him, travel with him, sit in the rooms with him. Coach Garland, Mike Garland's a, a great guy. He just retired. Oh, yeah. yeah, so I yep. spent time. So we went to Minnesota. We're on the road at Minnesota. ESPN game, we lose. Mm-hmm. We lose. I don't remember the score. We lost by a couple points. And, um, you know, we do the media. And, you know, at Michigan State, luckily, we're very lucky. We get to fly back on a charter plane. So we all fly back after the game. On the plane after the game, I'm, like, sitting in a row next to Izzo. And this is like, go get Hill, Chris Hill. Go get Anderson. Like, I'm bringing them up. I'm waking them up on the, on the, <laughs> in the plane at, like, 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night. Like, going through the details with them. Like, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? What's going on? We're going through all the nuances and details. I'm taking notes, you know, doing the thing. And then we get back. He talks to the players around 1 in the morning. And he's like, all right. He sends them home. This is a Tuesday night, right? Or Wednesday night, whatever, a weekday. Go to class. Be on time at your 8 o'clock class. Sure. Me, <laughs> sure, sure, okay. Me and the coaches, we go up. He's like, let's go watch the game again. It's 1.15 in the morning. We order pizzas. We watch the game until 3.15 in the morning. I remember this so distinctly. 3.15 in the morning, the other coaches like stand up like, we're out of here. Like, and, I, and coach is like, ish, ish, let's watch it again. Watch it again. I'm like, what the, what the fuck am I? Like, I saw it. We lost, coach. Like, you know, the game's over. We lost the game. And it says, so we watch the game again until 4.15, 4.30. I walk out to the parking lot with Coach Izzo, freezing snow, cold, 4.30 in the morning. I go home. I sleep for three, four hours. I come back at 8.15. I walk by Coach Izzo's office. This guy's in the office already. And I look. he looks at me and says, hey, Matt, what are you doing? Ish, what are you doing? I'm like, what am I going to say? I'm going to watch the game again? He's like, He's like, he's like, hey, we started eight around here, ish. I'm thinking to myself, this guy's work ethic is beyond what he did. Like, it takes a lot to be the best, and his work ethic and determination to be the best. He was not accepting. We lost by like three points or four. Like, it wasn't like we got. He wanted our work, everyone, and he had notes on what we could do better. And he was prepared to be great. And so that work ethic is like, I learned that day. Like, I don't care what you did yesterday. Today's a new day. You're you're here at eight. We're starting on time. We got to get grinding and we got to get better. And so. That's just one of the stories that I can tell that's a PG story for the most part. So, a PG, thank you. But, like, so all that made you become a billionaire? It taught me that if you want to be great, you got to outwork everyone else you're competing with. So if you want to be great in anything, I don't care if you want to be a billionaire. Like, that's not, that was never a goal of mine. You want to be successful on this podcast. You want to be successful anything you do in your life. You want to be successful husband, wife, whatever you want to be. you got to outwork everyone. you got to care. And what I learned is Izzo cared more than almost anyone else. It was Izzo couldn't shoot the shots, but he cared about every detail, and that's what made him great. That's what makes him great to this day. He outworks everyone, and that's what I did in my business. That's why I get into the office at 4 a.m., stay till 7 p.m. I'm going to outwork everybody. No one's going to work harder than me. I'm not smart. I don't have as much money as other people, but I'm going to outwork everyone, and that's how I got to where I'm at. Mm. What, a, what a great account of what Coach Izzo is all about. So... Matt, I know one of the stories that are cool that, as a tradition at Michigan State, is on senior day, the seniors start, no matter what the circumstances are. Other coaches, they kind of pick and choose maybe when they might want to do that. What can you tell us about against Iowa, you <laughs> as a senior, getting a chance to play? What, what did that mean to you? What, what, what an honor. You know, you know, I didn't know I was starting that day. You know, this is Izzo's fifth, sixth, seventh year maybe. You know, he went to three straight Final Fours. And we, we actually had a win 
against Iowa to make the NCAA tournament that year. We only right. ended up winning, you know, and we actually lost the Big Ten tournament the next week and then lost the first round. But we needed to win that game, and it was very easy for Izzo to just say, yeah, there's only yeah. one star, uh, one senior who was managed, but yeah, he can, we'll play him if we're up by not. Yeah. I was good that year. He put me in as a starter. Not only put me in as a starter, but he called the first play for me. I missed the shot. I made another shot. I made a three-pointer a couple minutes later in the game. He played me for three or four minutes at the beginning of the game. It meant the world to me because, you know, it showed that the culture of Michigan State basketball was set based yeah. on the way he treated me. Like everyone was watching, the freshmen on the team, Chris Hill, Alan Anderson, Kelvin Torbert, they saw how Izzo treated me. He could have easily not started me. Right. No, I wouldn't have said a word. No one has said a word. Right. But he could have easily not done it. But he did the right thing. And it always shows you, do what's right all the time, and good things end up happening. And we end up winning that game by a lot. But it was an example of coaches are doing the right thing when no one would have questioned him right. if he didn't. Right. Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. You know, my parents, my dad taught me loyalty. Your dad taught you loyalty. Uh, that, that, that is a quality that you just, you can't learn. It's inherited from your parents. You talk about Coach Izzo's loyalty and, and, and just how the former players embrace him. It, it's unbelievable. He's, he's the guy, right? So, like, no matter what happens in life. So, the, the, you, a lot of people go to Michigan State's pro, uh, you know, go to, Michigan, go to school or college, and, like, the coaches tell you a bunch of stuff. They don't actually live the family word. The word I think of is family. Izzo treats you like family. 20 years later, now when I graduated college, I wasn't anybody. Like, Izzo would still pick up my call, still ask me if I could, needed anything help. Like do the things for me. I'm just making $40,000 a year working in the business, trying to work my way up. He was always there for me. He's, he's the kind of guy, he's like treats you like an uncle or a father all the time. And that loyalty is noticed by everyone. And, you know, there's no, mis there's no sports program, college basketball, college football, that has the loyalty where all the players come back. All the players care. So if you're recruiting, uh, recruit wants to watch. Like, are you part of the program? Or are you part of the family? There's a big difference. Big difference. If you're part of the program for a year, two years, three years, four years, and then you move on, check all the big programs. I don't care if you're Duke, North Carolina. The biggest basketball programs, they don't have a family like Michigan State, and that's because of Tom Izzo. That's because of Tom Izzo and the way he treats people. He he'll get on you. He's not he's not your the nicest guy all the time, but it's because he cares about you. He wants to be great, and he always will care about you, even when you can't do anything to help him out. Like five years after you're playing, like what's a walk I'm gonna help him out with? He still answered my call, still cared about me, still did the right thing. Tom Izzo's a legend because of that, more than his wins on the court. Don't lie, be honest. We're on national television, we got <laughs> millions watching. Does Izzo yell? <laughs> he yells with love. Well, yes, he yells. <laughs> you know what the thing is? He yells when he's right. You know, when you're a player, you, you don't like being yelled at. I don't like being yelled at. I got yelled at a lot. I don't even play. You did? All the time. I mean, I can tell you story after story about things that I messed up and I did wrong. And I didn't even play the games, you know. But the thing was, there's a standard of excellence. And you know what? Every time he yelled at me, he was probably right. I probably wasn't hustling. I didn't dive on the floor. What he was great at about was holding everyone accountable to be the best version of themselves. So if the rebound came off and Jason Richardson grabbed it, and didn't go up and dunk it, he'd blow the whistle and yell at Jason. Because Jason's capable of going up and dunk it. If I got that rebound, he wouldn't yell at me to not dunk it because to dunk it because I can't dunk, right? <laughs> but if the you ball can't barely I can't. But I, okay. I got the rim. I could get up a long time ago. You, but you sure about that? Nah, that's not true actually. I can't right. right. just, just, just be honest. We gotta be there. honest here. We're a very transparent <laughs> show. Let's be honest. 
Can you touch the net still or the rim? Oh, I could get up there. A long time ago, I could, I could get up. <laughs> but if the ball was on the floor and I didn't dive and bloody my no, nose, no. he was after me because Ishbia is capable, right? And so he was great at making you be the best version of yourself. And I use that in my business all the time. What's the best version of yourself? How do I make you the best version of yourself? That's my job as the CEO. That was his job as the coach. Matt Ishbia was never going to be Mateen Cleaves. But I had to be the best version of Matt Ishby, and that's what Izzo did. That's why he'd yell at you if you weren't doing it. And, and not one player looks back and it's like, oh, he was a jerk. They all say, he loves me, he was hard on me, but he was right. You know, you told me a great story once about Mateen and um, his leadership, right? And when you were guarding him really hard in practice. And, and, and to me, that, that speaks volumes of the culture that Coach Izzo has built. Can, can you expand on that? Yeah, so one of my first practices at Michigan State, okay, so Mateen Cleaves, star player, Big Ten player of the year the before, I'm a freshman, red shirt, nobody, and I'm guarding him in practice. And I remember it so distinctly because I, I thought to myself, I still question myself whether I would have handled it the way Mateen did, but Mateen handled it better than you could ever imagine. I'm guarding Mateen Cleaves in practice, and Mateen sweeps the ball, and I smack the crap out of his arms, knock his arms like loud, and I grab the ball. And Izzo blows the whistle. Ishbia, get your hands off of him. What the heck? About to yell <laughs> Did he I, swear? No, I have never heard him swear. No, never heard him swear. <laughs> what okay. the heck are you doing? And Mateen, the star player, could have used me like, yeah, punk, get off me. Like, hey, well, yeah, yes, yeah. Or said nothing. Mateen looks up at coach and says, hey, coach, I got to be stronger with the ball. It's not his fault. People are going to follow me in the game. I got to hold on the ball. That's on me. Let's keep playing. Right? Wow. Like, and that, I mean, a star player to do that to yeah. a nobody walk on, that's leadership. Wow. That is a champion. And that's why we won the next year because of Mateen Cleaves and Coach Izzo and the way he did it. But Mateen Cleaves is the winner. The best, the biggest winner of all time, Mateen Cleaves. He's a leader. He's the man. And, and that was a story I remember. I will never forget it because I think as a CEO, would I kind of do that? Would I kind of? Yeah. He had no upside in doing that, but he did the right thing. And that's the kind of guy he was. That, that is tremendous leadership. Speaking of Mateen Cleaves, you know, Co Coach Izzo has always bragged about Mateen being his greatest recruit ever. Although we have footage mm -hmm. that states otherwise. Yeah. Right? And we, video, we, yeah. We, have it, we have footage that states that you're his greatest recruit ever. How did that come about, Matt? It, it, Coach Izzo <laughs> was mistaken. I was not his greatest recruit. Tom Izzo was wrong. On that, I can't tell him. I don't want to get mad at me. But Mateen Cleese is the best recruit. And it's probably another 200 recruits better than me. Um, I was honored. I, w I became a, a, a success because of Izzo. Other players helped Izzo become successful. Because, and Mateen Cleese is the greatest recruit. Along with, there's so many other ones. I can't even name Jason Richardson, Charlie Bell, Morris Peterson, Antonio Smith, who laid the a lot of foundation. Then so many other players. Draymond Green. I mean, I, I can go through. I'm not even in the top 20. But uh, it's an honor that Coach Izzo would even think of me as someone important in his life. Are you going to get Draymond on the show for us? <laughs> I'll reach out can, to Draymond. Can you, Draymond can you, can just get, got married. He's a wonderful guy. I'm you, sure he'd be great on the show. So, so you're basically saying right now Izzo never yelled at you or yelled at you? We, we need to know. He, he, Does he yell? He coached me up is what we call he, it. He coached <laughs> me up. He, he got me back. He coached, he, <laughs> Ryan, have you seen the mic'd up? They had him mic'd up once for a game, and he was like, come on, guys, you could do better. You know, and I just thought it was the greatest thing ever because, as we all know, his huddles are, you know, that's how they go, right? I mean, 
All positive. Positive. All, all great job team. And let's keep it going, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll yeah. tell you, that's just phenomenal. So, Matt, you, we talked a lot about Coach Izzo, but you have made a great contribution along with Steve St. Andre and making sure that head coach Mel Tucker sticks around East Lansing. What, do you, what have you seen from Coach Tucker? What kind of inspired that confidence from you guys? And, yeah, what, what are your thoughts on what the football program is doing right now? I mean, they're doing amazing. Mel, Mel Tucker is, uh, is a winner. He's very similar. I, learned, I spent some time with him. Uh, he came out of my office, uh, you know, before, you know, you know last season. Right. And I spent a lot of time with him. I learned so much about him and the way he is and how he's so similar to Tom Izzo. Mm. He's a winner. He's got that, that, that mentality of that grind, that I'm relentless mentality, that let's dominate everybody mentality. And he's a 50-year-old man who's in the, win, in, in, in the prime of his career that's going to build something special, and he's going to take Michigan State football just like Mich Tom Izzo took Michigan State basketball. I mean, and, and I believe in Mel Tucker. I know he's working hard. He's in early. He stays late. He cares. He's recruiting his butt off, but at the same time, he's coaching everyone up. Right. And, uh, uh, you know, spending time with Mel, if you ever spend a little bit of time with him, you'll realize mm -hmm. that guy's a winner. I want to be around him. I want to be around. I, he'll motivate me. He gets me better. He sends me voice texts. I send him voice. I'm getting better as a CEO, hanging out with this guy. Hopefully, I give him a little inch maybe in the, in the football. Yeah. But he's a winner, and it's, I'm proud to be associated with him. Um, and, you know, the, the, the contract stuff, people overblow. Like, he was not going anywhere. It's not about that. <laughs> right. He wants to be at Michigan State. Yeah. I just want to let him know that we're here to support him. Right. And, uh, and we will be, you know, not because when he wins 10, 11, 12 games, when he wins 7, 8 games, like, he's going to win right. because he does the right thing and he takes care of the players. And I'm proud to call him a friend. But also, I look up to him as a coach. He can do great things. But, you know, you've changed – you and, like, Steve St. Andre have changed the culture at Michigan State, right? There's um, – we've never had donors step up that want to – that wanted to participate in keeping coaches here. Uh, this is a, a culture change. This is something that, uh, you know, that's, that the SEC might be used to, but not here. And uh, you were very supportive of Mel, uh, very supportive, obviously, of Coach Izzo, and your love for the program – you know, tell us how, like, the impact football has on basketball and, and why you felt the halo of, because you said to me many times that the halo effect that basketball and football have on all the non-revenue sports and all the female sports, that it's very important those two to succeed so that all our other sports, especially our female sports, are able to get, uh, to, get, to, get uh, to be able to, to compete. And, and how important was that to you? Well, it, it, it's, it's so important because it's all sports. Like, it starts with football and basketball. They're the revenue sports. When they're successful, it helps every sport, from women's soccer to women's cross country to men's baseball. Every sport matters at Michigan State, and every student athlete has an opportunity to be successful, and Michigan State should be a destination. On the coaching side, like, this isn't a step-up job. Like, Tom Izzo changed that. that Matt Ishbia, Steve St. Andre's done great things. Matt Ishbia, I, I made a little contribution. Like, but Tom Izzo set that tone that, listen, I'm here. He got multiple NBA yeah. offers, multiple ways to go. He could have done whatever he wanted to do. Tom Izzo set the tone that Michigan State is an elite Big Ten school, the elite Big Ten school in basketball, and soon to be the elite Big Ten school in football. Mel Tucker will help carry that torch on in the football world. And so I don't think there's a – and you can tell me I'm wrong. There's not a, a university in the country that's got a better football and basketball tandem than Tom Izzo and Mel Tucker. It's not out there in the country, and you're going to see those results, and that will help every single sport, like I said, from tennis 
to golf, to cross country, and it starts with those schools, those sports, and it pays down to everybody else. And so uh, I'm proud to help support those guys, but more importantly, I'm just proud to be a fan. I'm like you guys, I just want to cheer them on and be part of the team and, and hope the Spartans continue to do good things. You know, but, but, but as, as part of your donation, what was very important to you was uh, the, the Spartan for Life program and that after that our, our, our student athletes graduate, male, female, that we're able to build an infrastructure, a Rolodex, to get them jobs, to make sure that all our Spartans, uh, regardless of what sport they play, are able to find a job. And to me, that's very commendable because, you know, sometimes in athletics, you know, there's a, a notion around the country that, um, you know, we, we churn them and burn them, right? But to you, it's, it was very important that once you're a Spartan, you're a Spartan for life. Yep. And, and tell us why you wanted that included in your donation. Well, it was a key part of it. Spartan for Life is like every single person that's a student athlete at Michigan State, and really I think of students, like we want to help guide them to be successful and help them. Like we're part of a fraternity, if you want to think of it that way. We, we're, you know, that we can help them, they can help us, we can all win together. I got seven of my former teammates that work at Michigan, at, at UWM, my company, a lot of former managers, I got other athletes from all different, like we are a family environment that we want to create that opportunity. Now it doesn't mean that if you just because you played women's tennis or men's football, whatever sport, that you have a job for life, it gives you that opportunity to other CEOs, other businesses that are run by Michigan State. And so Michigan State owners, people that are watching this, you own a company or you lead a company that, uh, that and you're in Michigan State and you want to help get student athletes in it. Because by the way, if you are a student athlete in Michigan State, you worked extremely hard. You had to be great at that. And now how do you translate that to business? We've had so much success with former Michigan State athletes, former college athletes in general a lot of times, and also former military that understand discipline, understand team. And so we're happy to provide that and help them out in the Spartan for Life program where I put a couple million dollars towards that opportunity to help get that message out, help those former athletes. I don't care if you were an athlete 28 years ago, we want to help you. You lost your job or you need a new job, new career. We've got you. That's the Spartan family. That's wonderful. So, you know, so to be clear, the SD4L show is different from the brand. Those are two completely different things. And, and you know, our job is to, to help promote the brand, but they're, they're separate entities. And you're, you're a firm believer in this SD4L concept. Tell us why. Well, it's, it's a great concept. So what Steve St. Andre has done, along with a lot of other great Michigan State Spartan supporters have done, is basically put in a way for us all to support um, and grow a brand. Where, and a lot of athletes are going to represent this brand. A lot of athletes will do great things to support the brand. We're all going to support this brand because SD4, that's what it is, Spartan Dogs for Life. You know, once you're a Spartan Dog, it's for life, and we're in there. And so, you know, I, I'm just, I, I unfortunately, you know, two of us don't have any gear. I mean, I got a suit on. One day, maybe if I can donate some money, I can get a shirt or T-shirt or something. Spartan dog. We'll for get life. you a super small. Yeah, we'll get it for I'd you. Love, I'd love to maybe earn that one yeah. day. But the it's nice got to be tight, though. It's got to be tight. It's got to be. You gotta I don't have your muscles tight. like you. But the, <laughs> but the reality is, it's a great concept because it's doing the right thing. It's a great brand, first off. And second off, it's going to help contribute to helping players succeed, helping the universities succeed, get our messaging out about Spartans. Like, I'm proud to support it. I'll continue to support it. I just got to get a T-shirt one day. And uh, I'm thinking maybe next year I can earn one. Yeah, maybe, maybe one we'll, day it'll be important enough. Yeah, we'll, yeah get we'll get you a shirt. I mean, <laughs> I, think, I think that uh, really if you think about it, the brand, right, which is separate from the show, the brand, if, uh, if this thing is scalable, 
really could become one of the one of the few sustainable NIL models in the country. Not that it's an NIL model; it's a it's a it's a it's a brand. But if you're able to to, to sell merch and be, to be able to position the merch in a way where that that all the money is going to be reinvested back into into the brand to hire influencers, it's something that could be um, very special down the road. So absolutely, and, so, I, and I'm proud to be part supportive of it. And you know, like I said, Steve's done a good job. You guys done a good job, and you know, getting that brand out there will help all of Spartan Nation. And at the same time, it's a pretty cool brand. It is I heard cool. The gear is pretty cool. Yeah. Like I said, I got to get a shirt one day, but I'll get one. I don't, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll work on it. Okay, thank you. I'm gonna work <laughs> on it. I'm gonna get you something. So I guess when you're, I guess when you buy the university, we can afford to give you a T-shirt. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. So that's gonna be good. You know, one last question before I let you go, and I, you've been. I tell you, first of all, thank you for everything that you have done for the university. You're a brother. I love you. It's from your heart. There's no ego. You don't want your name on anything. You never cared about it. You care about honoring your parents. You care about honoring Tom Izzo. It's never, ever been about you, ever. And I think that's commendable. That's extremely commendable. Um, but in your eyes, when you look at the university from a 360-degree panoramic view, who's the greatest trustee ever? <laughs> It's, it's a really close one, right? There's a lot of trustees I really like right now. <laughs> I, if I had to take out the current trustees, you're definitely one of the top 80 that I've met, you know, without question, Brian Masala. Top eight? Top 80. 80. 80. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, Brian Masala, to give you some credit, you know, you've helped me and helped so many people at the university, and I'm proud to call you a friend and uh, help me with a lot of things. But you are my favorite trustee. At least trustee former, emeritus. Former. Trustee emeritus. Is that what you guys yeah, call me? Yeah. But, uh, no, but you guys are doing great things for the school. Getting the message out about what Michigan State is doing, the football program, the basketball program, but the whole school, all the athletic programs, everything. We're doing good things. Michigan State's special. It's different than the rest of the schools. It's different than the rest of the universities out there. I'm telling you, Michigan State's special. I saw it firsthand. I lived it. And now I'm living it beyond that. I'm proud to give back. I'm proud, I appreciate you guys giving back and making an impact because – it's special. If you get to go to Michigan State University and be a part of the program, football, basketball, or any sport, or just go to the university, you're a lucky person. I'm honored. I'm, I'm telling you, we're honored to have you. We have a, we have a special set of donors, uh, guys like you, Steve St. Andre, Greg Williams, you know, guys, no ego, uh, want to help the program, are not looking for recognition. And um, on behalf of the SD4L show, uh, we Thank you. You've done it's an amazing job that you've done. Thank, Thank you for joining the show. We're proud, so glad. Proud to be part of it. You know, to Greg have Williams, you on. Steve St. Andre, all these guys. All these guys are doing great things. I'm part of the team with everyone else in it. There's a lot of great donors out there, but also just supporters of Michigan State. So thank you. That is wonderful. Yeah. When are you going to get us Draymond Green, though? Draymond Green. I, I'm going to work on it. Draymond After probably. you get him a shirt. Can you get it? I can't even tell Draymond about the show because I'm wearing a suit on the show. Can you get us magic too? <laughs> I mean, get us something. Mateen Cleaves is who you need. Mateen Cleaves. Is the we best. had Mateen on. He's the best. He's the man. <laughs> he I'll go. Draymond Green's a legend. Mateen, Magic. You got Izzo. Mateen I mean, is a legend. Magic, Mateen, and uh, Jason Rich. Jim. He got, Jay like, Rich. Charlie we got Bell. Him. There's so many we legends Charlie, out there. we got him. We're going to work on These them, are the so. best guys out there. I'm yeah. just lucky to be in the group with these guys at a small level. You are you, unbelievable. You make a great point, Brian, about donors and how they operate at various schools. And I know in, in my time covering the industry of recruiting, you see all over the place down in the SEC, 
donors buy coaches and then they dictate their every move they micromanage them and if things aren't going right they can push them out of the door because the donors own ego their own roi i've heard firsthand how those schools down south operate i've also heard firsthand that that's not how the donors here operate and no i can i can say that by looking around at the sec following the recruiting storylines and stuff and you're, you're definitely spot on with the way uh, that Matt, Greg, and, and Steve St. Andre and oh, these guys do it. The, the, the lack of ego of Matt, Steve, and uh, Greg, you know, are unmatched across the country. So, Matt, thank you for your – I know you're busy. Thank you for your time today, thank brother. You. Thanks for having me. You're a brother. Loved it. Always been a brother. Love you Appreciate too. You. Thank you, guys. God bless you, man. And uh, we'll uh, we'll catch up later. Absolutely. Thank, thank you. you. Good Thanks night and uh, go green. Go Appreciate white. you. All good stuff. Thank Take you, guys. Care. Appreciate Thanks. it. Thanks. So for the next segment, we're going to be talking about something we haven't talked about, and that is Tom Izzo. Um, there's a lifetime contract that was signed here recently at Michigan State that keeps Tom Izzo here for life. It is the Spartan for Life contract, as it was deemed. And um, I think we have a graphic here that was put out by the university. There it is. There's Coach Izzo's statement as well there for um, – his belief in why this contract signifies his entire tenure here, why he wants to obviously retire a Spartan, but also remain a Spartan afterwards. Um, great contract here, Brian. What did you think about just uh, the storyline? I mean, I think it's well-deserved. I think uh, Tom Izzo is an institution by himself. Do you have that video for us, Chris? Play it for us. So I knew at the beginning when you make a decision, I think you feel better about it. And I am going to be a lifer. You know, this is what I'm going to be. And damn proud of it. You know, that, that honestly makes me emotional because cause I know how much he loves this school. I know how much this university means to him. I know it's been 40 years of his life. And, uh, you know, being a, being a trustee for eight years, that's special. Yeah, for sure. That's, I'm telling you, it's special. It really is. Uh, he's, uh, he's an institution himself. He was raised at the place. He cares about the place immensely. Uh, he loves the place like, like we all do. Um, every facet of it, every facet. I'm talking from the business school to the effort project to you know what's going on with women's uh, gymnastics and volleyball and you know he is. I can't tell you how many things Tom Mezzo has done for the university. Meeting, spending nights with Orange Bowl representatives, uh, nights with donors. Uh, there's so many things that he has done that are not part of his contract. And because he loves the place so much, he loves the place so much. Uh, Justin, do you have details of his contract at all? Yeah, so kind of to my understanding is that what makes this a lifetime contract is Obviously, it's a rolling five-year contract, um, so it's not going to end uh, while he's the head coach here. And um, he's going to be staying here after his time as a head coach is done, from what I've heard. So this truly isn't just a when you're done coaching, you're done with your role at Michigan State. This is truly past his coaching tenure, hence the term lifetime contract. 
and uh, very unique. You don't see it everywhere, but for obvious reasons, Coach Isom was one of the very few figures in college basketball and in college sports that is worthy of such a such an arrangement. What you know, like, like what does this mean? What makes this a lifetime contract? Yeah, so that's kind of what I was saying about the uh, end of the uh, tenure does not mean the end of the contract. So after he's done with um, coaching, he'll have a role here, an ambassador sort of arrangement, and he'll get to continue promoting the university, helping behind the scenes like usual, and it does not end when he's done coaching. So definitely a unique contract. So what does this mean for recruiting? Because right now it's very well... Yeah, it's ballyhooed that he's got a top three class, but yeah. what does this what does this say for recruiting in the future? For sure, yeah. When when a coach signs a lifetime contract like this, um, the first thing it should tell the recruits is he's not planning on retiring anytime soon. So any of the kids in the 2023 class, at least I would imagine that coaches is going to see them all the way through the door, if not also continue for years after that. So this is not the move of somebody that's looking to retire in a year or two or three. That's what it tells recruits and they will have no hesitancy coming to Michigan State knowing that Izzo will be coaching them for their entirety of their career, most likely. In this ever-evolving time of college athletics, will we ever see a lifer like Tom Izzo? Ever. The loyalty, the uh, attending former players' weddings, um, inviting former players to his house. Is this gone? Is this, is this a thing of the past, or is this something that we, we foresee in the future? Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's something that, that you'll see much of in the future at all because when you have a coach that has that way of doing things, a family atmosphere like that, a culture like that, it's not something that can be replicated, uh, first of all, in any era, but especially in this era now where we see um, people are focusing more on the quicker, immediate returns in, in some cases. And um, it's, it's going to be hard to imagine anybody building a program this sustainable, being at a school this long, and doing things this way and having such high returns culturally um, over 27, 28 years and more. You guys doubted the GOAT. You doubted the GOAT. And he, he came through with a top three class. He reminded you. He reminded you why he's got all those banners hanging in the rafter. And uh, he's done a, done a hell of a job recruiting. So yeah. it, it's not done till it's done. But uh, so far, we got uh, one of his best recruiting classes, arguably, in, in his tenure. Yeah. Um, so he's answered his critics, those critics that include uh, those that have questioned him as it relates to NIL, portals, social media. And uh, he gave you a, a big, fat you-know-what, right? He gave it to you. So we're excited. Coach, we're happy to have you here uh, for forever. Forever. Mm-hmm. We're going to bury you under the Breslin one day yeah. in about 22 years or under, so. Under the Tom Izzo court. Under the Tom Izzo court, yes. So <laughs> that's going to happen. But yeah. uh, congratulations to Coach. And, uh, you know, we're nothing but smiles over here. On yeah. to our next topic, MSU football camp. Yep. Let's talk a little bit. Play a little, play that clip from Coach Tuck's press conference, will you, Chris? We had a uh, we had a scrimmage on on Saturday, and I like what I saw. We had guys really competing hard. I feel like we're getting better as a football team. The coaches are, are coaching hard. You know, a lot of buy-in out there. Guys are running around, playing fast, playing hard, and um, 
just really a lot of uh, a lot of bright spots out there. So, um, <clears throat> you know, going into week two, you know, guys for the most part know what they need to do um, and how to do it. And it's about execution and being consistent and raising the level of intensity every single day. You know, and getting better. You know, today is, you know, above and beyond Monday. You know, I ask everyone in the organization, including myself, to do. Um, something today, anything above and beyond what you would normally do to help us get a little bit better today. You know, coaches and players, you know, and staff, you know, and, you know, not a lot better, just a little bit better because if everyone gets a little bit better every day, everyone gets a little bit better today, um, when you add that up, aggregation of marginal gains, we get a lot better. And we're 18 days out. Um, we don't have time to waste. And so um, there's a lot of intentional focus with the group right now, I'm taking it one one day at a time, <clears throat> and really working to raise our level of intensity and in everything that we do, and attention to detail is a big part of that. So we had a good practice this morning. I'm gonna get back here and watch the tape and see what the butcher's bill is, and then we'll move on to the next step. Coach Tuck. Uh... Uh, pitching nothing burgers at his press conference, you know, but that's <laughs> can't the way. Can't give anything away. Uh, can't give anything away, Brian. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. So, Justin, tell me, who's flashed in camp? What are you hearing? Nothing. I haven't heard it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they keep the access low, but we've heard some guys that have really impressed from the portal, some guys that came in with NFL size, and um, Amir Speed, Jacoby Windman. These guys are coming in. Jacoby coming all the way over from uh, the West Coast for the Mountain West Conference. He was all America first team uh, as a defensive end. Then he moved over to linebacker for UNLV. Was once again all Mountain West. So he's a guy that can do it all in the front seven. He's just massively oversized. You can look at him and everybody else in the room and you're like, okay, that kid looks like he can play in the NFL. And he has played like it. He's very versatile on the defensive front. Amir Speed, SEC dude, 6'3". Uh, 215-ish, I believe. Just a pure, pure, um, just a physical specimen if you're looking for an NFL prototypical corner. So those two guys came in with a lot of hype, and they have definitely flashed and backed it up for sure. So I'm hearing a lot of good things about Daniel Barker. Any, yes. What are you hearing there? For sure. It looks like this is going to be the first year that Jay Johnson and his time at Michigan State will have a real tight end that's going to be reliable on all three downs. He's going to be used in the red zone. He's going to be used on third down just like Coach Johnson used to do when he was at Colorado. Um, he hasn't had a lot of consistent tight end play in his two years at Michigan State so far, Coach Johnson. I think this is the year that changes. And DJ was a guy at Illinois that set records for a program, uh, Illinois program record for touchdowns in a career. So this is a real legit tight end option for Coach Johnson for the first time in his three years. So how was the O-line coming along? Have you heard anything on that front? Yeah, so the O-line room as a whole is very, very young. The starting unit, I think I have a lot of faith in in terms of them producing and having talent. Um, the question marks come at backup offensive tackle. So if there's a twisted ankle or something with either Jared Horse or Spencer Brown, it, it's, uh, it's going to be very scary here um, unless some of these guys speed up their development and, and accelerate their timelines. 
But um, in, in terms of the starters, uh, Horst at left tackle, J.D. Duplain at left guard, Nick Samek at center, um, either Matt Carrick or Brian Green at right guard, and then Spencer Brown at right tackle, that line is set. That line is solid. You probably also have Gino Vandemark um, uh, in the hunt for maybe the right guard spot, probably a, as a second-team guy. But those are like the seven-ish guys that you can count on for sure. But after that, especially at tackle, going to need to hear more about guys coming along to be honest and so what freshmen do you think can make an impact this year yeah i think they have a very impressive 2022 signing class the first name that comes to mind is jeremy bernard i heard that he was already occasionally getting some first team reps um if, if somebody was banged up for a practice or two um like an ankle sort of ailment he was the one that was coming in and getting those first team reps so essentially, the wide receiver room is looking like obviously Jaden Reed, Trey Mosley, those two guys were reliable, sure handed, great players last year. And then Keon Coleman, who's, who's going to be a, a sophomore this year, and Jeremy Bernard, fourth. That's, those are basically going to be the four main guys. Obviously, lots of other guys, Christian Fitzpatrick, um, a lot of other receivers as well. But Jeremy Bernard is the first name that comes to mind. He's all the way up there in the playing group already. Um, you're looking at a lot of guys on defense as well. Zion Young, a defensive end, very underrated out of Georgia. He's going to be a kid that has the physicality to play as a freshman. We'll see if they have the need, but he's the guy that will play as soon as they need him to. Um, Alex Van Sumer, defensive tackle. That room is stacked, so they might mm. not need him, but yep. he has the physicality early on. Caleb Coley has flashed. So Tyrell Henry has flashed, especially sec uh, special teams as a returner receiver took one to the house in the scrimmage i heard so a lot of a lot of impressive names from the 2022 class for sure who, who who's going to be qb2 who's going to back this, up Payton? this is a good question um i would say that it depends on the circumstances of, of how they'll be using the qb2 if it's just because thorn has a very slight injury they just need somebody to close out that one game and that's it i would probably guess noah kim but if Unfortunately, if there's a, a bigger injury than just a quarter or two and you need someone to play for the rest of the year, I would say in that situation it would be Kayton Hauser. Essentially, Kayton has been playing really well in terms of arm talent and actual performance, but Noah Kim still has the intangible side, um, has the leadership, has the composure in the pocket, has the intricacies of the offense. And as a result, he might have an edge there, but second scrimmage this weekend um, or maybe early next week will really be the distinguishing factor of who pulls ahead there. Interesting. So yeah. who do you think will be the biggest surprise this year? Mm, this you, is a good have question. Have you thought about that? I have. I have. Part of me has wanted to say Jerick Roussard uh, because I've me been too. That. I did too, but yeah, I don't. I don't view a, him as a surprise right, because exactly. he's had production before. Exactly, and, and and one of those things where if we and everyone in the media keeps saying he's he's being slept on, eventually he's not being slept on anymore if we keep talking about him. But I do think he's gonna have a great year. But um, there's a lot of guys. I think I think what's gonna happen is an entire unit is gonna be a surprise instead of more than one player. A lot of people um, were down on the secondary last year at Michigan State. And technically, they've only added one secondary member in Amir Speed. And I think even just that is going to make a huge difference. I expect the secondary room to be completely revamped in terms of production, where they finish in the, st in the stats. Because what you have done is you have added a corner that looks to be your best corner. You have returned all of your other corners who actually were getting better throughout the year, but were unfortunately very unhealthy in the Purdue loss and the Ohio State loss. So all those guys have returned, gotten older, and gotten better. You've added a cornerback one, 
and your defense looks to be using a scheme this year from what I've heard where the nickel is a pure cover corner now as opposed to a thumper last year in Darius Snow. I think with those changes, the cornerback unit is going to be the big, or the whole defensive back unit, I guess, but mainly the corners will be the biggest surprise of 2020. I, I have to agree with you. I think that the cornerback unit will be the biggest improvement, and part of that has to be because, uh, you know, Mel's going to be right. involved. Coach Tucker's going to be involved coaching the corner. So I'm excited to see how the secondary develops. But right. as everybody knows that uh, the – the best uh, uh, cure for a, uh, a secondary that's uh, banged up yeah, is uh, a pass rush, rush yeah. right? So Let's your see. edges, if you can come off the edge and you can pressure the quarterback, you can solve a lot of problems. Yeah. So the D-line is going to be extremely, extremely important. Yeah. How about QB1 showing some leadership? Peyton Thorne, you got that for us, Chris? You think one's good and then you start throwing it, it's like, oh, yeah, I was deceived. Hey, let's go, man. Big day. High intensity as always. Hey, statements are made on days like today. Statements are made. The players come out today. Good catch. Ah, come on. Ah, oh, yeah. I was not tackled. There was no way I was tackled right there. Sir, give me your eyes, because yeah, you could be wide it. open right now. Exactly. I'm glad you said that. I asked Coach yesterday, yeah. asked, can we get to say we were a decoy? But we're not. No. I'm glad we're, we're not. Not a decoy. We're not a I'll throw it to you. Anymore. I got you. I'll throw it to you. QB1 showing some leadership, got rid of the mullet. And I, this is going to be a breakout year for him. I'm excited. I'm extremely excited for him. So we can't wait. We will see how camp evolves. We've got a couple weeks left. What, we got 18 days, 17 days till the, till the first game. So that is uh, light years. Eons away. We've got a lot of work to do. But in the meantime, SD4L, the brand, begins signing MSU basketball players that we have announced, which is a major development. You got that up, Chris? There it is. So SD for all the brand has signed Malik Hall um, so far that have been published. Uh, Jaden Atkins and Joey Hauser. And um, there, there's Jaden right there. Yep. And and we got a couple more up there. I don't know if you got those pictures or not, but uh, you know this is something that's very very important as the brand begins to hire influencers and to sign influencers. Justin, what does that mean for recruiting? Yeah, from a recruiting standpoint, what the recruits are going to see is um, a lot of buy-in from donors. They're going to see an ecosystem at Michigan State that is uh, self-sustaining and self-supportive they're going to see that there are a lot of resources and opportunities for them to succeed in terms of branding themselves and supporting themselves while they're at Michigan State. And it will absolutely be a, a pretty notable recruiting advantage for Michigan State to have this sort of a system. And uh, it really speaks to the culture in addition because those are former <coughs> MSU alums, Matt Ishbia, 
and uh, some of these guys, former players even. So it speaks, it speaks to the culture and obviously the resources that it'll bring to them on a daily basis and for their brand as a whole. So the brand, which is separate from the show, has announced signings of uh, Malik Hall, Joey Hauser, Jaden Akins, Jaden Akins, and uh, we're, uh, you know, more announcements to come. And I think this is uh, this is something that uh, really really could be a, a sustainable model, right? To be able to the goal, hopefully one day, is uh, and is to be able to sign influencers all across the university. Tell us a little bit about is there a a, a model a revenue model across the country that is sustainable? Because NIL right now is the wild west, right? And while this is not a collective. This is a brand that's looking for influencers. Yeah. Um, is this something that you see sustainable two, three, five years down the road? I think this is definitely more sustainable than some of the stuff we see down in the Southeast, uh, where you have certain billionaires just paying quadruple, quintuple the market value of some of these players, paying them more than some of their assistant coaches that are actually going to be coaching them, throwing around reckless amounts of money um, to overcompensate for um, well, I don't want to take any shots at College Station, so moving along. What, what are you we, talking about? Uh, yeah, College true. Station's it's, it's utopia. Paradise. It's paradise. It's beautiful. It's but, paradise. Uh, but, yeah, so at the end of the day, I think, yeah, the, the model here is more sustainable. One, because they're not recklessly lighting money on fire. But two, because, like you said, this is a clothing brand first and foremost. And the proceeds, from my understanding, all go back into the fund that finds influencers and supports them. So it is self-sustaining from an angle of the public's um, enthusiasm will be funding it through those clothing sales and membership sales while also having a private donor enthusiastic uh, group that is funding it at the same time. That combination and having an actual tangible consumer good to, to be intertwined with the model, in my experience, I have not heard of anything similar to that. Because if you think about it, the, the memberships, special drops, um, gear uh, for sale to the general public, you know, if this thing is scalable, could really become the only sustainable model in the country. Yeah. And I think it, it'll be fascinating to watch, though, you know, as we reported before, that we have over 25, um, not we, but the brand has over 25 players signed um, uh, for uh, to represent the brand as influencers. So we will see how this shakes out in the future to come. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you for joining us tonight. I am your co-host, Brian Masalem, along with my co-host, Justin Thin. Thank you very much for joining the SD4L show, Spartan Dogs for Life. Uh, good night, go green, and God bless. Please close your eyes, turn around, and count to nine. When you open them, I will be gone.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go! Let's go! Show up on day one, work out with us for 30 minutes, feel good right away. Yo! Repeat five days a week for three weeks. Three weeks? Five workouts a week. We're body, and we call that a body block. You pick the block, and you're going to love the experience. On week four, this part is really important. Take the week off. Seriously, we mean it. Rest. Go on vacation. Or try something new. Maybe some yoga. Notice you're not holding on to any tension here. Or a dance class. Get sexy with it, daddy. You do you. And then start again. Be committed to this process. Choose a new body block each month. Get a new challenge each month. Have fun every day. Avoid burnout. You're not going to quit on yourself today. This is how you reach your goals. You win? There is nothing that we can't do if we work together. Sign up for your first body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I. Are you ready to get started?